what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. Lord, what are you trying to tell me? What is it that you want me to tell the church? It's very simple. The wise men are coming. The wise men are coming, and they're coming, and they're going to exhibit every one of the signs that I've just told you about this morning. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to Matthew chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. Matthew 2, verse 1. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. And this morning, I just want to stop right there and use for a subject, preaching just a few minutes, the wise men are coming. The wise men are coming. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for His help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank You for this Word that You have given unto me. I pray, Lord, that that same anointing that I felt when You gave me this Word, Lord, I ask that it will go out and touch everyone under the sound of my voice today. Lord, as I attempt to try to deliver this word today, anoint me to preach. Anoint your people to hear and receive. Lord, I pray today that we'll all be edified and blessed and drawn closer to you. Is my prayer today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. Just a week ago, a week or so ago, I dealt with the 11 signs of the wise men. Each of these signs are things that should be exhibited within the heart and life of the believer. First of all, there should be a renewing of our minds. Now, what exactly do I mean by that? Much of the world and much of Christianity today has come to accept that the wise men showed up the night that Jesus was born. And that is incorrect. The wise men did not show up until a few years later. Because as you read down in the scripture, we see where the wise men came into a house. They didn't come into a stable. They saw a young child, not a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And the scripture uses that term, a young child. And in the Greek, it refers to a toddler, a child that is somewhere around two to three years of age. 
But much of the world and much of Christianity has come to accept this idea of the wise men being there the night that Christ was born. Now, there ain't nothing wrong with that. If you want to believe that, that's fine. It's not going to affect your salvation none whatsoever. But here's the thing I want to get across to you, and it's this. We have a lot of preconceived thoughts and ideas in our minds as to what we think the Word of God says. And when we read the Word of God, we try to twist the Scriptures to get it to match our thinking. And that ain't the way it's supposed to be. A wise man will read the Word of God and change his thinking to match what the Word of God says. So there is a renewing of the mind that will take place in the heart of the Christian. A wise man will be watching For the signs of the time. And a wise man will be rejoicing in those signs. And a sign that just took place a few weeks ago was when Donald Trump stood up before the television cameras and said that Jerusalem is now going to be the capital of Israel. That was a fulfillment of Bible prophecy the signs of the time because the book of revelation talks about the holy city there's only one holy city that god recognizes and that is the city of jerusalem the signs of the time a wise man will recognize those signs and rejoice therein the wise men were afar off they recognized where they were And they put in the time and the effort to draw near to God. Where are you in your relationship to God? Have you put in the time and the effort to draw nearer to Him? If you've not done it in this year, maybe in the next year, that will be One of the signs in your life, one of the things in your life that you set your mind to do is to put in the time and the effort to draw near to God. Time as in you're going to be in church as much as you can. Time you're going to open up God's Word at home and read it as much as you can. Time in that you pray and seek God on a daily basis and have fellowship with him and it's going to take effort on your part it's going to take some effort to get out of the bed on sunday morning come to sunday school and church but if you'll put in that time and that effort you will draw closer to god and believe me friend it is a peace that passes all understanding next I want you to know in verse 11, notice there in verse 11, that the wise men fell down. They humbled themselves. These were some of the smartest men on the face of the earth at that time. And here they come and kneel down before the Christ child. They humbled themselves. As a child of God, a wise man will live a life of humility before God. And if there's one thing I've learned, friend, it's this. You either humble yourself or be humbled. 
Next, I want you to notice also there in verse 11 that they worshipped him. A wise man will worship God in everything that he does. A wise man will put God first in all things. A wise man will worship God with his pocketbook. I ain't get a whole lot of amens, but I'm just telling it like it is. A wise man will do more than just open up a hymn book on Sunday morning and sing some songs and raise a hand once in a while and pray a prayer and say thank you, Jesus, and say amen. But a wise man that truly worships God, it affects their pocketbook. They worship God. Next, they opened up their treasures. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 21, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. A wise man will open up his heart to God and give his heart to God and say, Lord, you've got the reins of my heart. You take control. You do what is best. I also want you to notice there in verse 11 that they presented to him their gifts. God has given every single one of you under the sound of my voice today, God has given you a gift of some kind. Some of you in this place, you have a gift of carpentry. Some of you have a gift of working with electricity. Some of you have a gift of working with plumbing. Some of you have a gift of gab. You know how to talk. Open up your mouth and use that gift for the upbuilding of God's kingdom. Some of you in this place can sing, and we've not heard your voice yet. Open up your mouth and sing the praises of God. I thank God for those of you who came in here last week. And this speaks volumes, people. We got people that are coming into this church brand new, that are already standing up in front of those of you that's been here for years singing. That speaks volumes to me. We're supposed to be teaching them, not the other way around, people. Oh, boy. I done stepped in a pile now. Boy, y'all didn't see that coming. I done said something I didn't intend to say. Well, that's what happens when you step in a pile you didn't intend to. It just happened. Let the pieces fall where they will. We got a lot to learn from each other. Just humble yourself and say, Lord, I'm willing to learn whatever it is you're trying to teach me. All right. Presented him with their gifts. They gave him gold. Gold was given to kings. In this act of giving the Christ child gold, they recognized this child as a king. And they gave him that which was of great value. Have you recognized Jesus Christ as the king in your life? Have you made him the king in your life? And are you giving Him your best? Give God what is right, not what is left. Next, they gave to Him the frankincense. 
Frankincense was a sweet-smelling incense. A wise man will live a life that is pleasing to God. They also gave to the Christ child myrrh. Myrrh was an ointment that was used to anoint the dead. Are you living a life of myrrh? Are you dying daily to the world, the flesh, and the devil? Are you dying to sinful things, sinful activities? A wise man will allow the Holy Spirit to help them lay aside some things, which brings me to my next point. If you'll notice there in verse 12, the wise men changed their direction. They didn't go back the same way they came. They changed their direction as God warned them and told them about things. And a wise man will hear what the Spirit of God is saying and make the appropriate changes in their life. And let me tell you this. Whatever God's telling you to do, it's for your own good. Now, you may not want to do it, but what God is telling you to do, it is for your own good. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying. These 11 signs of the wise men, I hope that they are present in your life. Take an account today, my friend. And if there's one of these things missing, I pray that you'll ask God to help you to have more of these signs in your life. Now, the wise men brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh to a child that was two to three years of age. Now, I can go ahead and tell you that these items were not UL-approved for children to be playing with. What in the round world is a two- or three-year-old little boy going to be doing with a piece of gold? Now, I don't know how big it was. I don't know how much it weighed, but the poor fella could drop it on his foot and get hurt with it. Like I said, it was not UL-approved. And I don't know about the frankincense and myrrh. I'm pretty sure they smell good. But he didn't need to be having stuff like that around his mouth. It didn't need to be around a child where a child could eat it and consume it. It might could kill you. So what in the world are these wise men doing bringing gifts that are not approved for children? Have you ever thought about it? The Christ child could do very little with what was given. But Joseph and Mary could do a lot with it. You see, God knew what was coming. He knew that Herod was going to come and kill all the children from two years of age down. And God warned Joseph. And here's what he said. I want you to look at verse 13. He said, take 
Jesus and flee. Take Jesus and go into Egypt. Now, if you are a student of the Word of God, you know that Egypt is a type of the world. A type of the world system. Take Jesus and go into Egypt. That was the single most important word of that day. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, it is still the single most important word that God has given to the church. Take Jesus and go into Egypt. Take Jesus and go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Thank God Joseph did what God told him to do and he took Jesus and he went into Egypt. If Joseph had not have done it, there wouldn't have been a single one of us sitting here saved today. But thank God Joseph took Jesus into Egypt. And church, we've got a tremendous responsibility today to take Jesus Christ into this lost and dying world. And Herod came. The Bible says, verse 16, He slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and all the coast thereof from two years old and under. Some horrible things took place in that day and age. But friend, let me tell you that we are right on the eve of some even more horrible things about to take place in the not too distant future. You see, Herod was a type of the Antichrist. And just as Herod came and did some horrible things, Ladies and gentlemen, we are right on the very edge of the Antichrist coming on the scene. And some horrible things are going to take place. Oh, but let me tell you, before Herod came on the scene and did what he did, Jesus Christ was born and Jesus Christ was taken into Egypt. And let me submit to you today that before the Antichrist comes on the scene, Jesus Christ is going to be born in the hearts and lives of millions of people all around this world as the church takes Jesus Christ into this lost and dying world. Glory to God. Do you get that? Now, it's going to take money, an effort to get Jesus out into Egypt before Herod comes. As far as the effort goes, Joseph and Mary, they were, they were physically able and they were willing to do whatever God said do. So the effort part, they were willing to work. And sitting in here in this church today, and many of you listening by radio, you're well body and you are willing and able to work. And you're willing to put forth the effort. But due to a lack of finances, you're limited as to what you can do. Joseph and Mary were willing to put forth the effort, but they didn't have the finances 
to do what was needed. Oh, but God sent the wise men. <laughs> Glory to God. God knew what was coming. He knew what was needed. And God provided what was needed. And I come here to tell you today that God will provide whatever is needed for us as a church to take forth Jesus Christ into Egypt, into all the world. And God told me to tell you today, the wise men are coming. Glory to God. Back a few weeks ago as I was preparing last week's message, 11 Signs of the Wise Men, I was in my shop building some cornhole boards trying to get them out as Christmas gifts. And while I was working, the Lord spoke those words to my heart. He said, the wise men are coming. When the Lord spoke those words to my heart, the tears filled my eyes. I had a drill in my hand. I had to lay the drill down on the table. And my eyes filled with tears. Chill bumps broke out all up and down my arms as God uttered those words to my heart. The wise men are coming. A simple word, but I did not know what it meant. But I knew it was God. I knew God was trying to tell me something. And I've been running that phrase over and over and over again in my mind. And I've been seeking God for the past couple of weeks. Lord, what are you trying to tell me? What is it that you want me to tell the church? It's very simple. The wise men are coming. The wise men are coming. And they're coming and they're going to exhibit every one of the signs that I've just told you about this morning. They're coming. Glory to God. When the wise men came, they came into a house. Now, Joseph had been hit pretty hard by the taxes. I don't know how much he had to pay, but the whole reason for going down into Bethlehem was to pay his taxes. And I can go ahead and tell you, Uncle Sam won't very good to him. I know that because here we are two or three years later, and here's Joseph and Mary, they're still in Bethlehem. He didn't even have enough money to get back home to Nazareth where he lived. He had to stay there in Bethlehem because Uncle Sam pretty much wiped him out. And that ain't nothing new. Y'all sitting here this morning, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's New Year's Eve right now, thank God for it, but you know Uncle Sam's coming here in just a few months. And some of you are smiling because you know you're going to get some money back, but there's some of us, I'm not going to say that. All I can say is just smile and bear it and ask God to help you. But the wise men are coming. 
Glory to God. I said the wise men are coming. When the wise men came, they came into a house. Now this house that they came into, it wasn't an elaborate affair. It wasn't a two-story brick house with heat and air conditioning. It was little more than some walls and a roof and a dirt floor. But the wise men, when they came, they were not concerned about the house and what it looked like. And there's some of you listening to me by radio right now where you're having church at. The facilities don't look like much. A lot of work needs to be done where you're having church at. But the wise men were only looking for one thing. Jesus Christ. And the wise men are coming to wherever Jesus Christ is. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And this morning I am proud to tell you that Jesus Christ is here at Friendship Free Will Baptist Church in Emet, North Carolina. He is here in every service. He is not standing outside the door knocking, trying to get into this church like He is so many others that are out there today. And the wise men are coming wherever Jesus Christ is lifted up. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.